0: Welcome to the Carl Vibe Show and Podcast. We are live and available on all your podcast platforms, Spotify. Oh my gosh, I've got background music going too because I've got YouTube playing. We're actually, uh, we threw this uh, live stream up really quick. So (laughs) Chad and I are friends actually. We've been hanging out. We're going to be doing a lot of cool stuff this weekend that we're going to be talking about as well at the uh, blind frog ranch outpost, but Chad Olinger is a great friend of mine. He is uh, on the TV show right now, the mystery of blind frog ranch. And if you haven't seen that super fascinating, they have all kinds of interesting things going on from UFOs to the paranormal to animal mutilations, to something really strange buried in some kind of a sunken, uh, tomb or something underground, and the one man who swam down in that hole to get a look at it firsthand is Chad Ollinger himself. So we're gonna bring him right aboard and talk about all this high strangeness going on at Blind Frog Ranch. So welcome aboard, Chad. How are you doing tonight, my friend? What's
1: up, Carl? How you doing, bro?
0: <laughs> I'm doing really good. We've crossed paths a few times now. So, like we were just up at Phenomicon. Uh, hanging out, I got to do a tour of Blind Frog Ranch and actually ride in your Jeep and hold God. the the meteorite right off the show that's sitting up there on the dashboard and everything. Yeah, think, yeah,
1: yeah. That's a real life meteorite. I just carried around just because it's so cool. It's off planet and it's uh, nice to have around.
0: <laughs> it is way cool. There's something different about them, especially when you find it in your own backyard. So, right. Uh, let's talk about that. Chad is a uh, Blind Frog Ranch is a recent and current name that has developed and been kind of dawned upon the area. But did you actually grow up, uh, there where you're
1: at right now, blind frog ranch or tell me kind of the
0: story of how you fell into all of this, man.
1: Yeah. So I'm I'm from Texas, uh, around Amarillo area, right North of there called Dumas, Texas. Uh, but my dad bought the ranch about 10 years ago and it's been a slow process for a while, you know, and just, um, digging here and there but uh the last couple of years we wanted to go up there and, and go more full-time and when we did that discovery got a hold of my dad and uh asked him to round up a crew and they called me and they said you know we're uh we're on TV so it's it's all really surreal but it's it's so fun though
0: Oh, that's fascinating. Okay, so you guys are actually out of Texas, but then no. So has this piece of land up there that's Blind Frog Ranch now has that been something that's run in the family for a while, or is this something where your father has just worked up there, and then you guys have moved up there, or or how did you guys acquire this uh, property and end up there?
1: So my dad uh, bought it along with a couple other partners ten years ago or so, and along the way bought out another partner and still has a partner in it right now, but uh, yeah, that was about 10 years ago, but as far as living up here, it's it's definitely seasonal, so me and the family roll up uh, in the summer, fall time, and then uh, we just, after we, uh, after when it starts getting cold, then we just go south, go to Mexico for a while, then we come back next season and do it all over again. Gotcha. The same with my dad, you know, he's, he's up here for the season, and then uh, goes back down south, Uh, to texas
0: so when you were a kid you started did you start traveling up to the area or when did you first start going up there no Uh,
1: yeah just 10 years ago 10 10 years years ago when you bought it yeah 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 so 2009 or well i guess 11 12 years ago now when when uh, oh go ahead no no fairly recent though you know this is uh he had a construction business back then and i i used to work for him in construction for a little bit too and then I got into aviation and, uh, you know, uh, yeah, about 10 years ago is when you bought it.
0: Gotcha. So when did you guys start noticing that there was something odd about the place? Maybe, uh, did it kind of come with the packaging when you, when you guys moved up there and started looking into it, that there was ancient things there and some mysteries and folklore and then realizing that there was some truth to it when you started poking around or was it like uh, sightings or UFO sightings or paranormal things sort of triggered that interest in order to start investigating? How did that happen?
1: Yeah, I mean the first thing about it was the project was about the lost roads mine, this this buried hidden treasure from the Spaniards or the Aztecs. That's why we were up there. and it started with my dad being up there. I was back in Texas still and I'd come every now and again, but I wasn't there boots on the ground every day. And they would go spurts of, uh, you know, a couple weeks to a month and dig at certain places and have uh, different scientists and satellite guys kind of showing them where to dig. Uh, But one night, they were up there, and my dad did see Ninecraft uh, up close. So long story, but I remember him telling me this back when I used to work. I was back in Texas still, and I thought, gah! man, it's hard to wrap a mind around, you know, I trust my dad, but it's just like, you know, you, you want to make sure everything's he's thinking clearly, which, you know, it's hard to, it's hard to accept that if you haven't seen it, which now I have, and I believe a hundred percent all that. So it's, it was just a process of, I would still believe it, but I just want to see for myself, you know,
0: that's fascinating. So he was up there and actually had a, a sighting where he saw, you said, nine craft. Yeah.
1: Yeah, nine UFOs. Yep, yep, crash. That's
0: crazy. Now, how did, uh and I don't want you to have to tell his entire story or anything like that, but I mean, how did that happen from what uh, when he came back and was telling everybody, was it uh did they fly up out of the ground like dimensionally or come down from space? Uh, I haven't heard this whole story before.
1: Yeah, they they uh they came in over the mountains. It was uh that's kind of all i've heard about it they uh, we don't know from where really but they came in over the mountains where he could see them the the cloud veil that they usually have around them uh was gone because they he says outran it and uh they were there then they formed a cloud when they were just sitting there sounds crazy i know and uh it was just hard for me to process too but uh they stayed there for a while and and then took off he had a he had a contact that told them that they're coming and what they were up to
0: yeah that's super fascinating so he had somebody that actually gave him a heads up and told him to go look at this particular time and so he went and and then his yeah. uh craft appeared and came up over the the hill there and he was at the ranch at the time was there anything unusual going on at the ranch that seemed connected with the event
1: yeah so they uh they drilled through uh a Layer of uh, this blue dirt, which is supposed to have this electrical charge from different places and supposedly that's what what all this energy came from and My dad's contact general Jeremiah told him not to go back out there and he went out there anyways Just to see what's going on. You know a lot of money invested in it, but uh went out there and, and then saw it so it's It's interesting and we know for sure that there's a layer of blue dirt out there. We you'll see
0: Yeah, I seen it when I got to go on the tour up there for Blind Frog Ranch, and that's something really quick I want to uh, take a minute to mention and also hype up for everybody watching this. As you hear this show and watch it, uh, Chad and I are actually going to be doing some paranormal investigating two nights from now at a strange, mysterious haunted hotel there in Vernal, not too far from Blind Frog Ranch, and we're doing it for a charity to help raise funds for uh, local people that are in need and going through addiction recovery and different things like that. So it's all for a great cause. And if you click the link down in the description below on YouTube or go to my link tree, you'll see tickets uh, links there. So you can go to the blind frog ranch tour like I've been able to do and see for yourself to see the blue dirt and walk around firsthand uh, where all of this has happened and everything that you're going to hear tonight, as well as. Uh, be able to go to the haunted house if you're in the Vernal, Utah area uh, a week from now and check it all out or even come on Saturday to meet Chad and I at the Blind Frog Ranch outpost in person with the whole meet and greet to meet a bunch of people from the show. So if you don't believe Chad, you can come ask him yourself and pick our brains, uh, especially after we go check it all out together. So, yeah, I've seen the blue dirt. It's very it is very interesting and strange. It's almost like it feels like it has like a grit to it, almost like sand or like a fine aluminum powder metallic sensation to it when you really gritty, like uh, very interesting. So do you feel like that holds some kind of electrical or magnetic charge that the, the UFO are attracted to? Or do you think it has to do with like shifting reality or, I mean, it's all speculative. I'm just curious what your thoughts are.
1: I mean, that's a great idea. I mean, uh, good question. I I have no idea. I mean, uh, it still puzzles all of us. We have no idea, but there is some kind of connection between something down there. I mean, even our, even our satellite guys are seeing, they're seeing different elements connecting right there. And it's like, it's spreading energy for some reason. That blue dirt is the conductor of it all. I don't know, you know, Yeah. <laughs> so much I don't know, but I, I keep an open mind with it all, and it's uh, very interesting.
0: Yeah. So the blue dirt—is it just uh, local to the hill up there and around, or is it? Have they said and found anything indicative? Like, does it have to do with an ancient meteorite impact, or is it still just a total mystery at
1: this point? It's a mystery, and it's not common in that area. It's not. No. It's not common.
0: Yeah, because there's even, and it's even concentrated. It seems like up there on the ranch to the point where, like there's some alchemy almost that goes on where you can and i've talked about this on the show and other shows before about blind frog ranch that there is a strange energy spot up there it seems like on the hill where you can take dirt or sand from just about anywhere and if you smelt it or superheat it and melt it down uh what what do you guys see there chad what happens to the dirt
1: yeah, yeah. So you can take take dirt that's been in that area for uh, you know 12 hours, heat it up to 8, 1800 degrees, something like that, for an hour and a half, and, and it turns into metal. Now, it's not as consistent as we know of other places, but it. what I think is we're not exactly on top of the energy field or wherever. We're, we're having to still pinpoint where the direct energy is, but it's still close. We, we're still making metal, We and we have multiple times. So it's we're still trying to dial in everything to make sure, or just to, just to boost the process. So it's like, if we get right on it, who knows? You still know.
0: So does it seem like maybe you're, you're kind of on the fringes or it might even be deeper down. And so you're kind of, you'll do a test here and then move, uh, move over here and move over there and kind of That's sample right. it to see where you get the most results. So are you going off of like uh How much yield comes out so if you put like a full cup in you try to get a half a cup so what what comes out so when you when you smelt the stuff or melt it down what what are they finding the dirt comes out that's so strange
1: well it's just uh it it kind of varies because we are not like exactly close to the energy field that we feel but it varies so so it's it's a mix of different metals and just because it's not a separate metal on the element charge doesn't mean it doesn't it's not its own metal i mean it's not it's it's hard to say but but it has different gold silver different things in it but uh we don't know if it's its own type of metal that who knows who knows what's possible but I see
0: so it seems to have like trace stuff now is that what the your your dad uh dwayne he wears on his neck kind of like i have a necklace but he has almost like a metal pyramid shape or like a triangle piece is that made of the same stuff
1: yeah yeah that's what it is
0: it's uh basically alchemy right
1: there yep
0: that's cool is there a bunch of other experiments going on with it aside from smelting it like electrical and magnetic
1: conductivity or anything that you can talk about there you know we're still in the beginning processes of still finding the best energy what creates the most metal and then we we've had people ask us you know what's the the what is it called Uh, the weight the atomic weight and stuff like that we haven't even got into that really i mean because that's not our project out there that's not what our main focus is it's just we we kind of stumbled upon it which now it's amazingly interesting like the ufos like all the other stuff but that was never the intent until we see it now it's like well let's start looking into it you know that's the mystery
0: that is the mystery because it's not even just that i mean we could talk like an entire show just about the strange geology up there that you see uh but not only that i mean you mentioned even like the aztec treasure or ancient burial things so that was the part that blew my mind and had me you know standing up being like what are you doing was when you have the balls to go swim down in that cave uh that sunken hole that you guys drilled and actually found some kind of a weird box and everything now you're one of the only people ever to swim down there and lay eyes on that and (laughs) a lot of people are super curious about what the heck you saw so first of all describe the setting and how you guys discovered that there was something there and then uh Lead us up to that, like what that was like swimming yeah. in that whole Yeah, I mean, yeah. so
1: so it's a huge process. The TV just shows that much of it. So it's, <laughs> there's a lot of process that goes into that whole thing. But yeah, no doubt about it. When we finally got in, it was just baby steps along the way. We ended up finding that, that, that it's like a, it looked like a log cabin. We called it the box or whatever, but it was definitely some kind of barrier or something we couldn't get through, which I mean, season two will definitely cover a lot of that, which is really cool and fascinating. So, it' uh, interesting. But as far as the diving, yeah, it's dark, it's it's dangerous, it's scary, and uh,
0: <laughs> yeah, you guys can't you can't even go in with a regular like scuba kit, right? You have to use like a snuba. So there's like a motor, offboard motor, kind of like a sitting on the side of the pond up there running yeah. everybody has to monitor and then your life is on the line the farther you swim in there if that little gasoline motor gives out yeah uh, you gotta swim for your life and get back out of there so how so, uh, oh go ahead yeah it's
1: it's it's not the best setup i i know and i've had people say you know you're crazy but whatever but i mean we're like we, we got to get in that's that's all there is to it. which week season two we'll we we'll, uh we change the pigs up for sure but a little more safe but it's still it's pretty still gnarly i mean getting in there and getting back out and it's <laughs> a lot that goes into it
0: yeah so how far from when you swim down in there how far back in would you estimate before you run into this strange like wooden structure Uh
1: you know it's it's kind of hard to say uh It's not just like
0: a straight shot once you get through the uh, initial pipe, right? No,
1: no, 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 no. It's 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 uh it's curves back and forth, no doubt. But as far as the distance, that's another season two thing, man.
0: (laughs) Gotcha. I don't want to spoil anything. No, that's cool, yeah. And anything that you're not allowed to talk about, everybody understands. They just go over on the Discovery Channel, look it up, and check it out. The mystery at Blind Frog Ranch is the show, and it's totally worth it. When I saw it, I rented the whole season one got it uh and checked it out and I think I stayed up uh most of the first night and watched almost (laughs) all of it wondering what the heck was in that. So is it is it like a I mean I know that you probably can't even talk about this either season two, but I'm dying to know if it is some kind of like a box or if it is just a wall, you know, like a like a doorway. Right. How how it's like Uh. held held together and stuff. It's very strange.
1: Yeah. Very strange. I agree. You know, it's, it's man-made. we know that for sure that, that someone was barricading something and we find different things. Why? And uh, what in season two, and it's still just the surface, man. So it's, it's not like we found the whole thing, but uh, we're, we're getting closer. I mean, clues on clues on clues. And it's just the clues keep adding up to make us think that I mean, we're getting closer.
0: And it's difficult, too, because the history of the location there and that whole region is layered and layered with it because you're it could be anything from like Mormon pioneers or clear back, like you said, the Aztec. Like even down here, uh, when you have over around the Grand Canyon, it's really interesting. I want to do a whole kind of mystery investigation of it. But I really think that the water levels were a lot higher and maybe the ancient like Phoenicians and Egyptians and. And uh, all of those ancient cultures may have traveled all over the place, up channels and waterways that went way farther inland. Like imagine if uh, those ancient civilizations could have made it all the way up the Colorado River to where Lake Powell is and further, and then migrated up. They totally could have hit all kinds of stuff up the Wasatch Mountains and in the Uintah Basin, you know? Yeah,
1: exactly. There's no telling at all, but they were intelligent man uh that's what we think our cavern it was intentionally flooded you know to keep people out of it from just you know going in there and just walking out with it so so we 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 think that it was flooded intentionally and that there's a plug somewhere along there to drain it yeah that's what everyone asks you know why don't you just drain it well
0: (laughs) first of all you can't where's the bottom huh where's the bottom yeah how do you pull the plug out
1: And it's, it's not stale water. I mean, it's a spring that continually fills in. So you'd be pumping and pumping and never get it out. Plus, we don't know the structural strength of the cave. If we were to pump it all out, is it going to collapse on us? I mean, it, we just don't know. So why why mess with it? Yeah.
0: It blows your mind because it makes you think like if it was the ancient Aztec, they... Found that spring and flooded it underground on purpose to fill that up, and that is like indicative of ancient Aztec behavior. Yeah, to use water, water traps and things, you know. Right. Exactly. Yep. So it blows my mind. Like, so your family's living up there on land that potentially was inhabited by, like, the ancient Aztec, and they not only and they could have buried stuff there, but maybe they picked that location for a reason because of this blue dirt or something that they were able to sense about the place that not only them, but maybe in the future or some alternate dimension or other worlds has drawn attention to the location too. So like you guys have weird energetic anomalies and you've got stuff buried under the, under the ground, uh, but there's also strange like paranormal things that seem to occur there around the area and animal mutilations. What's, yeah. What are some of the things you guys have run into there—that's uh, strange. Yeah, like I that? mean,
1: that's that's so true. Like, we've had people come out there, not on the crew or the cast or anything, or on the crew, not the cast, and you know, we just want to say, "Hey, I don't believe any of this this stuff that you're saying, or whatever." I'm like, "Hey, I didn't say anything." You know, it's believe what you want. I don't. I did. I don't care. But uh like, there was one night where we were, uh, you know, half a mile away from our base camp, where everyone goes to like you know have food drinks and uh I walked back over there and there was a couple of girls with shovels like so scared <laughs> hiding in like the uh the, the Tahoe or something like that because they saw this orb go by. It was like this Indian spirit orb and just freaking out. And I went over there and they were the same girl was like, ah and you could see on the clock she was pointing at to me and she was it was pulsating like the, the timer, the the clock time pulsating, and she's like, "How do you deal with this?" I, I mean, which I don't know what that was, or I believe there's orbs and spirits and things out there, but I don't think their intent is to harm us at all. I, I don't, I just don't believe that. Or if if so, hell, we'd be we'd already be dead, or you know, messed up. I agree. Right. Yeah, pretty weird.
0: It is weird. So you seen so you did you didn't see the orbit. You said you've seen uh stuff yourself up there and you've seen craft before.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean one of my favorite things to do is go camp out, uh, get the night vision and just it just sit there and watch. And you know, I, I wouldn't believe it if I didn't see it. And you could see things zipping around all over the place. It's shining boom, big bright lights. And it's it's cool yeah that's cool like you'll see him actually
0: flying above in the sky and then you'll see him take off and yeah
1: yeah yeah i mean nothing nothing up close like my dad saw but i've seen plenty and so i'm a pilot and i know the difference between an airplane a helicopter and all this other stuff so yeah it's it's not of our technology i know that
0: yeah it's strange and that's uh not uncommon in the area up there in the UN Basin, it seems like up there around the Mesa's I have cousins and family and a bunch of stuff that live up there too. And they've all seen craft. They've seen like what have been described, like the tick tech yeah. uh, fly over and seen it right from their back porch. Uh, like there's something about that region or the area that right. makes it a little bit different or makes reality yeah. strange or thin. Uh, I don't know. It's so weird how do you explain like the animal mutilations and stuff like that or
1: that I, I don't know that that's all strange this is so new to me all this stuff self-learning as i go and i don't know what to expect or i don't know i'm not the expert on any of this stuff but it's uh it's interesting i will say that it's uh i mean i don't know i <laughs> i don't know why they would or uh, anything but you can even talk to locals around here and they're like the same thing they'll tell you these crazy stories It's like they're so crazy that it's like i don't know i I have to believe you in a way but
0: <laughs> well it's good that you're probably skeptical because you're right up there in the middle of it and right at the the edge of where a lot of the strangeness like yeah. is going on and everything so trying to like you said but you haven't experienced anything that negative uh from it i almost wondered like with the animal mutilations i was uh talking to uh kayla bench from the skinwalker ranch she's a friend of mine too and and i was joking around wondering like you know when you have a pet dog or cat sometimes when they decide that they they like you or you've moved into the area they'll bring you like a dead mouse or an animal that's oh, been right mangled right. or almost gutted funny and they'll even if they played with it or ate part of it, they'll bring it and leave it by your shoes or by the front
1: porch. Oh yeah. Like a
0: gift, right? Yeah. And we might freak out and go gross, you know, and yell at at the dog and throw it in the trash. But from its perspective, it's like a gift exchange of some kind. And we just, our prejudice perceive it as something hostile. Yeah. You know what I mean? True. True, true, true. uh, makes Makes you wonder, but you're sensing up there that like nothing, has been that bad. And the the orb was also like almost a native American soul yeah. or something. Yeah. Right? Yeah.
1: For sure. There's been multiple sightings of those too. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So the orbs and stuff. So,
0: okay. So this is why you're not afraid to go swim down in the cave and face the mysteries. Like, cause it gets so applied so much to being like associated with a curse. Uh, is there right. anything, any folklore, or ancient curse oh, stuff yeah.
1: associated up there? Well, there's so many, and like even a lot of people like their parents and grandparents and grandparents have been looking for this treasure forever. And some of them have died uh, just even looking for it in a cave the, and they blame that on a curse, right? But that's not to say that uh, the Spaniards or the Aztecs or whoever did booby trap everything with poison and, and stuff like that. Now, curse could be, could be totally, but I mean, it could be booby traps too. So it's, it's hard to like point your finger on on either one but right i'm I'm just so excited to see which one it is though you know
0: (laughs) yeah is there any any plans on the show i you know season one was really focused on building uh informing the public and everybody about what's going on there and informing the locations of the ranch kind of showcasing what you guys are are doing up there but a lot of it is focused on that strange like possible possible aztec box underground or whatever yeah. that is and the geology of the s- strangeness of that place has there been any more research or anything into maybe the spiritual stuff or uh meditation i actually asked your dad this question at phenomicon i don't know if you remember yeah but is there any plans to do more like meditations or bring in different shaman to try and see if you can communicate with an entity or anything that might be dwelling there
1: absolutely you know we've we've had numerous shaman's come out uh psychics uh let's see who else uh, oh what do you call it uh oh what you're doing with the handcuffs the other day uh remote viewing have oh like, yeah uh, the remote viewing yeah 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 numerous people and it's it's always very interesting it really is but yeah it would be cool to have a big uh yeah a lot of people come out but it's yeah yeah we we focus on that but it's not like our main focus right but it's always very interesting but to have people come out like that it's 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 really cool is there and they always see stuff you know uh, oh yeah that's that's the thing what have
0: they what are they seeing that's what i was going to ask you what is there anything that you can tell us that
1: came from that kind of research well mainly it was it was native americans yeah so the story is is the the spaniards or aztecs came up and the uh, native americans were the slaves for a while and uh so they had to help process the gold or store it or we don't know if they're bringing it in or taking it out but finally the native americans rebelled killed all the aztecs or whoever buried them with the gold because they thought it was evil of how they treated them how they would make them make them do all this bad things so they thought it was because of the gold which and uh, after that, the Indians buried it from everyone. And then there was talk that Caleb Rhodes came along and made a deal with, or actually Thomas Rhodes and Caleb Rhodes. This is what helped start the Mormon Church. And this is all hearsay. So, uh, but a lot of people talk about it, man. It's it's. Uh,
0: <laughs> yeah, there is like some of the Mormon stuff up there too. You guys have even found like uh, Mormon pioneer coins and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So what what is the connection there? Just from when the pioneers moved through, or was there some interesting shady stuff that went on
1: there? Yeah, I mean it seems shady Uh, from what I can (laughs) tell. You know, it looked like a fake coin from a long time ago, just gold plated. We've heard that you know you had to exchange your coins, uh, exchange your gold to have their currency. Now that's not to say that it was a Mormon church. It could have been some like outlaw out there gold plating the same coins and handing those out, making it a ton of money. Right. But gotcha.
0: we don't know. So the idea was that they would change exchange. Say, if you're going to trade with us, you have to use our currency. And so trade in cost for cost. So they would trade in the full value of gold for something sort of fakey.
1: Yeah, exactly. That says pure gold (laughs) on it. It does.
0: Right. Okay. So there's been some of this found up there on the ranch alongside some of the ancient, more primitive things so there's been a a lot of interesting potential dark deals that have gone on throughout time in that whole area right all up there and so fascinating so that's what blows my mind about it is that you have this like native american presence like in the folklore and not only that but almost witnessed by people there, like sensed right. by the people there and the paranormal activity of the ranch. Yeah. But then at the same time, you look up and there's UFOs. Right. So, I mean, is this like a, to me, when you see that, Chad, that's like you're looking at a window, a dimensional window of the past and maybe something of the future. Are we talking about time,
1: yeah. something to do with like a time warp or? Yeah. 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 That's, so interesting man it's a good way to put it yeah yeah because it could be future and past because we know the past stuff is there like we have these little european beads from the 1600s that we find a lot of that the indians had possession of so the past is there and then the future who knows you know it could be ufo there's been talk of like a ufo buried down there and that's where the energy comes from we don't know we don't know i mean we haven't seen the ufo we haven't drilled down that far so it's just i
0: don't know i don't know how you would that's the thing people that might be like critics of the blind frog ranch show or question it things like the why don't you just drain out the tunnel system i mean once you're there i highly recommend if you're ever in the area just exploring to stop into the outpost and go on the tour and take the time because once you get up there i i couldn't hardly fathom it i was like where would you even begin like let's say if you and I went out there like on Sunday and decided let's hike around and look for the plug to right. drain the thing. I mean, you could just stay in in a quarter acre area there, and the amount of like lava forms and strange cracks and crevices yeah. and tunnel looking yeah, areas. Yeah, exactly. It's crazy. It's crazy up there, yeah. man. I mean, and the weird stuff that it almost geologically plays tricks on you, like you you look up and there's like a weird formation and you're like, that looks like a a freaking face looking back at me or this looks it's strange. I couldn't stop. I almost annoyed the people in the Jeep because I couldn't stop talking about how, look at this and look how weird that is. And look how weird this (laughs) is. And I live down here by Zion's national park, you know,
1: but it's weird up there, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we have, there's so many different like turtles. I mean, turtles lead to treasure. You got, we, we got five on our property and then there's these big, markers that are directly east that was their compass you could you could tell all this stuff those and these these rocks are you know two thousand pounds or something it's you just don't know how even they picked them up and they stacked them but they're- they are exactly a triangle it's they're markers and it's yeah i know there there's plenty of people that are like ah it's pure bull, but it's hey you know,
0: yeah you could just chase the little the treasure hunting markers and rock formations and spend a lifetime running around up there, not to mention just the weird alchemy going on in the energy spot, you know, I mean, there's a whole whole life's work just to figure out one spot, let alone that whole area of the mountain and the region, you know, and then you've got the sky overhead and stuff flying over. Uh, It's super weird. Which aspect of it do you feel like you're most drawn to or interested in? Is it the, the, the active paranormal stuff, the UFOs, or do you want to get back in that hole in the ground? Which part of this is the best for, part for you?
1: Yeah. I mean, the, the intent of coming up here was to help my dad find the, the the treasure. Yeah. But see what I've seen now. It's like, ah, there's, there's so much out there that we have no idea about that. Uh, we haven't been told about that is there. I mean, this, this is real. I mean, stuff flying around, like, and it's just, that's so fascinating to me like being a pilot. I'm like, ha! to be able to have that capability of zipping around light speeds and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Super fascinated with that. And yeah, treasure'd be cool. But I mean, ah, you
0: know, <laughs> yeah. Tr- the technology and that advancement would be, yes. Crazy. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. If that could be applied. So maybe you guys are sitting on something there with the energy of that place. Right. That's unique because that's really interesting when you think about it, because we live in a world that runs off of like drilling for oil and mining, mining for rocks. And what if what if suddenly the energy game isn't energy from the geology, but actual energy, energy. Right. And we're starting to realize that there's places like like, you know, this idea of ley lines or energetic points where they build like Stonehenge and the pyramids. And maybe there's more to that with other energy dimensions we haven't really grasped yet. And you guys oh, yeah. are sitting on one up there.
1: You know, what it what it takes to run a UFO is like the, the anti-gravity. I mean, just this little, I don't know exactly how to explain it. But could you imagine if we had that right now? It ran all our cars, all our buses, all of our uh, houses. I mean, that'd be great. And to think that they might have it right now and not telling us that's not good, man. That's not good at all. So we need to know the truth,
0: no doubt. I agree. It seems like your dad's friend was involved in stuff where he kind of had a a know-how or he had a knowing where he knew that these things were going to show up. Do you think that's kind of a clue that maybe that those craft art were were government craft and it was part of a program uh, interacting with your dad to kind of... inspire him in some way or help him out as a yeah as a friend or do you think it was extraterrestrial or something
1: well so it's general jeremiah he was cia and he got drafted to the galactic federation of Hinden, which you know even like uh it was funny we heard somewhere you know we've told this story over and over and over and everyone's like ah yeah, yeah whatever but even though like israel i forget prime minister or something a high up guy was like, yeah, yeah, we've dealt with uh, the Galactic Federation. More people are talking about this Galactic Federation, Galactic Federation. Look it up. I mean, that's our contact. That's who we had contact with. And I, I got to talk to him on the phone. A Super legit, intelligent man that had no, no reason to lie about this. I mean, it's not like he, we were paying him. There's no benefit whatsoever. Even his family didn't believe him. But uh, even at his deathbed, he still, you know, he was like, yeah, it's all real. Spread this message. And whatever he said came true. I mean, really? it was real.
0: And he was just like, happened to be a, a, a like a friend of your dad's? Or, or did they meet through your dad's work
1: somehow? Yeah, or- uh, so uh, uh, Nikoloff, Don Nikoloff had a radio station. And I think my dad would listen to it. Or he met up with my dad. And one day, General Jeremiah got onto the radio and uh, somehow connected with my dad. Don Nikoloff was like the middle guy. Don Nikoloff passed away. Then my dad, General Jeremiah, would talk a lot. And he even called me. We'd, we'd all uh, get to know different things about dimensions, uh, space, air, uh, UFOs, all this stuff. That no one believed. But it all came true. He was the one that said, you got to dig right here. That's where the, we found the blue dirt. And the spacecraft come in. Hmm. Uh so uh <laughs> cool guy.
0: That's weird. Do you think yeah. so here's far out. Do you think that General Jeremiah could have been like a plant from the future? Like imagine if you like uh Marty McFly from Back to the Future <laughs> if if you know like okay, we know that up in the hills here uh 500 years from now is a massive mining operation and deposit for this blue dirt that is going to be critical for the manufacturing and the flying and anti-gravity properties of our future space program or something like that. Yeah. That does exist, but time is technically because of time travel existing now because of this technology, time sort of unfolds on itself all becomes at once. So you have general Jeremiah coming back before the mining operation and ensuring his, their investment goes right through your dad's hands in the past and adjusting things kind of uh, through a time loop or something.
1: I don't Makes know. Sense. Yeah. Yeah. Got some like uh Mandela effect, uh time warp time change. Yeah, yeah. 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 There's no telling man that that's a good point. And I haven't heard that one, but yeah, hell who knows, man, there's, there's so much we don't know that we, we we think we know everything out there because of what we're told or what they tell us. It's like, oh, no, nah, man, there's so much more, right? Yeah. So here's an interesting question
0: from the comment section. Uh, Vanessa asks, have you slept on the land? And with sleeping on the land, has that caused any interesting dreams? And I'll add to that. Have you noticed any interesting dreams as far as, like, shared dreams or – like out of body astral projection stuff or anything like that.
1: Yeah, so I, I actually slept out there uh, two nights ago. Uh, just just because I, I try to like, you know, a couple times a month. But it's the family's back in in town now. It's just kind of easier up there. But yeah, they <laughs> astral projection. Yeah, yep. And I, I don't know if it's e- easier out there, but I usually you know hit up some shrubs out there and it's just it's great so uh yeah <laughs> so yeah that's amazing you would think see that's another one of the
0: theories about it if there is something to the geology of that whether that in the future they use it for technology it could give off a type of radiation that affects yeah. our biology or our makeup you know ultimately when you think about it like how you hear inside your ears and balance is all due to liquid minerals and crystals being balanced in there and fluid crystals moving around and everything that works in your body has to do with uh little sensors and stuff so who knows you know if you were taking a nap up there in an interesting spot and the earth was in the right rotation or a storm was blowing over and that energy built up in the earth it could totally like amplify your consciousness or your yeah perception and
1: That's, I mean, that's funny you say that about being in someone else's dreams, which I've never, never uh, known about any of this. It's everything, even astral projection. I didn't know anything about astral projection until I did. I'm like, what just happened? Like, that was not a dream. I like, like have this like "Ah," shaking before you go somewhere and you were gone. But uh, what you said about the, uh, about someone else's dream, I've had a dream, like, Exactly. Cause I know them really well. And I had a dream of what they would have been doing and how they reacted. And it was really trippy. So I've never heard that either. So we're going to have to talk a lot more to get, get some of this.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think it has to do with the consciousness and the connection. Cause there's something going on there where uh, it interfaces with your mind and perceptions. And if you went and slept in that environment, it could like, Charge resident, you up or something, right? Charge you up or the resonance sort of detach you. Because, see, I've done, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the Gateway Program from the Monroe Institute. But they are like a program that uh, was developed by Bob Monroe. That yes, up, I
1: just recently looked into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. So they were uh, a whole institute that he came up with. And then the Stanford Research Institute that did remote viewing, they came over looking for the ability to amplify their results, you know, in the counterterrorism game. Right. So they, they ended up at the Monroe Institute where they'd put these headsets on and listen to sound waves that would tune their brain and the environment, you know, and they would literally, they would literally talk about like popping the, out of their body and traveling around yeah. like a, like a ghost. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Unreal. I've had some of the craziest experience in my life with astral projection at first it started like four years ago but i had no idea what i was doing i would always meditate and all of a sudden i get in such a deep meditation that this it's like it's like a train comes through your doorway and and at first i mean it can scare the shit out of you but and then you come out of it but if you can just keep relaxed it's it's pretty amazing
0: did you feel like in the beginning if you look back before the the train coming right through the room did you feel like wow, there's like an earthquake or almost like there's a tunnel system deep underneath the ground. Or like, I get that almost every night, Chad. It's so bad, Uh, even as a kid growing up. But now like I'll lay there uh, in bed and right as I'm starting to fall asleep. And there was a while where I thought it was because I lived like near Area 51. I was like, I, I wonder if there's like a train tunnel underground, Right. but now I know it is that it's like your consciousness is like your body's like an antenna and your, your conscious or your consciousness or your soul is the signal. Yeah. And when that signal energetically detaches and, and decides to go somewhere else, yeah. that, that, that feeling is like an earthquake or a huge vibration.
1: Yeah. 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 It's like a vibration. It's like someone's shaking my skull. It's so fast of a rate. Like a jet engine just, whoosh, and you're gone, man. <laughs> yeah.
0: And sometimes like a loud bang or like a pop, like you'll hear an explosion, but it feels like it's inside of you somehow. Wow. Like I've had I, that. I
1: and... haven't I've experienced that one. It's just usually your vibration. And it's like, yeah. but it's that's the thing is if I stay calm enough to get through that, it's 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 so incredible,
0: man. Yeah. Have
1: Which, you had... you know, it's, it's like the DMT trip whenever you oh. – smoke that it's instant but this is more natural and, and uh, it takes a it's a buildup of you you're raising your frequency and all of a sudden you yeah, okay you're ready to go to whatever different dimension or whatever
0: right so it makes you wonder four years ago you started experiencing some of that and the uh, i wonder if that area does have effects there that naturally geologically and then you wonder like that's why in ancient times the shaman would have been drawn to these places and gone up the mountain and sat there, you know, because they would have been in these altered states of mind a lot or been right. drinking the tea and yeah. doing doing the ceremonies and been drawn to those energetic points and done right. the pet- petroglyphs and depicted what they saw, these beings or the gods in yeah. the sky, you know. And now you guys here, we fast forward and now Chad Ollinger's camping out up there and with a TV show.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's wild yeah man mine started back I think they started in Colorado, so it wasn't necessarily a ranch that caused it I think it was you know self work but but now it's 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 getting easier and easier so yeah yeah it has to do something with nature or the energy field or i I can't put my finger on it, but yeah it's 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 wild
0: have you tried any kind of like the uh c e five type stuff I don't know if you're aware of what that is like yeah the reverse remote viewing method where you let the entities or the ufos or whatever know exactly where you're at and have you had any results from that
1: you know i have uh, a guy came out one time and was doing some of it and i ha- i saw uh what's his name uh yeah dr greer yeah dr greer very intelligent man loved his uh documentary that he just did but i haven't actually been out there done it i mean the service is real shoddy so it's like uh it's going to be harder but yeah you should come out we should try that for sure though oh
0: dude i'd totally be game yeah. yeah i've approached it from a lot of different angles from like the tibetan method the Kala chakra yeah uh i do a lot of different stuff zogchen, and all that but yeah uh even the using crystals and different things is really fascinating right ultimately you're right though those are they're all just like implements or additions to the to the mind, you know, or to the conscious. I
1: I agree. Yep.
0: Yeah. Same with the geography or the geology of the location, but it makes you wonder, you know, if thousands of years of shamanistic activity and, and trauma in a region, plus the geology could amplify all of that. And uh, yeah, it's fascinating you guys. So we're going to be there. Uh, I'm going to be driving up actually tomorrow and get there tomorrow night, checking in the hotel And then got a radio spot that we're doing to promote the uh, haunted house uh, going on on the ticket sales for that. And then we're doing the haunted investigation in the location. And maybe we'll try a little bit of it in there uh, together in a couple nights and then go up to the ranch. So we'll use that as a little guinea pig, the haunted hotel. Right.
1: I'm excited, man. That's the thing is I, I haven't really seen a whole lot of spirits or whatever, but I'm excited different techniques to be able to see it, man. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. I have the open mind. I'm not scared of it. So it's like, let's do this, man. <laughs> <laughs> Me too.
0: I'm not afraid of it. I'm kind of like an explorer of it. I feel like it's all connected, Yeah, you know, in some way. And whether you're seeing a shadow figure or a light being just depends on whether you're staring at your own ass or looking at the light. Sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: I agree. Turn around if you're if you're seeing the shadow figure, you know, sit down with them and work it out. That's
1: it, man. That's it. And we have I feel like our traumas reflect on us too, you know. You have to face one way or another. And I know with like all the psychedelics, you can see a beautiful picture or you can see hell
0: for sure. Yeah, you get caught in that. And maybe maybe that's the same with like the soul ultimately, because maybe the psychedelics are kind of a window into that for uh, a, a test of like dying without dying in a way yeah oh where I,
1: I agree 100 percent. yep it, yeah. it's, it's a cleansing process you know we hold on to so many things that we think we need to control or whatever when you finally let go of all that pressure and all that that bad control oh it's great you know
0: yeah, it just goes back into that raw becoming one with uh, yeah. nature and yeah. having to surrender to yeah. that. And the reality is is that all, it all goes on and functions whether you're hanging on to the wheel or not, really. That's the <laughs> beauty of it,
1: right? Yeah, we take ourselves and everything's so important, right? But it's like, hey, you know, it's, it's it could be okay. Everything's going to be okay. If you look at our little earth from another planet, you're like, this little guy is so worried about this or that. It's like, ah it's going to be all right, you know? <laughs> I know. Yeah. We really don't have any idea in the long
0: run. And even what we assume is like such a bad thing. If you could fast forward long enough, eventually you'd be like, oh, nothing was out of place. Yeah. You know? Everything happened exactly like it was supposed to. I just couldn't see where I was in the wave, you know?
1: Yeah. that's That's exactly like when I was a childhood going through like really intense moments at that time, it's like, I wouldn't want to change that because it it develops who you are and you, you have to learn from that situation to get to this place where we're at right now. So it's, yeah, but it's trial and error. We just learn as we go, I guess. Right.
0: Yeah. I feel like that's kind of what we're doing with all this work, all this work in our different ways from different approaches, even like what you're doing with the show up there Uh, it's bringing modern television, and the internet and podcasting and everything and colliding it with ancient Aztec spiritual mysticism and future science fiction. And all that literally gets swirled up into one thing. And, and then you have to deal with it and it's all happening like in this one place with a group of people who are all experiencing the same phenomenon. And, and then you realize looking out that as everybody watches the show that you guys up there are not alone, that there's a lot of people experiencing similar things, and it's time to start talking about it and facing it. Do you agree yeah, with
1: that, Chuck? I agree, man. That's 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 spot on, brother. I, I like it. Yep, I agree.
0: And you guys are doing a bunch of studying that people can actually go into the Blind Frog Ranch outpost and check out up there. Yeah, uh, there's like community testing and like biosensors yeah. in the community and people's homes to uh. Tests that you guys are not messing around. Can you tell everybody a little bit about what you guys are doing with that?
1: Yeah. So now we have uh we have different uh scientific equipment that show different frequencies and different different uh I forget exactly how we put it, uh it just tests everything and it tracks everything. So if there is uh I'm trying to think.
0: <laughs> yeah, like if there's like a bump in activity, it seems yeah, like the exactly. way you were describing it, like if there's even in the basin, you've got different people living in in their own homes. Right. But you might have three or four different sensors spread out and suddenly go up.
1: Yeah. And they, then they, what, they both go off together in different places. We have a we have a TV screen that shows what has happened and the ratings and the readings and all the scientific data and this is it's just science i mean these are actually it's equipment out there that are measuring all these frequencies so it's it's science
0: yeah that's what blew my mind is that like you guys can see on the sensors that the data starts to uptick and then about like 10 or 15 minutes later sometimes everybody's getting the community's getting on the app or getting on the website and logging in like they either saw a UFO yeah. or some kind of a poltergeist or Bigfoot or who knows what some know. anomaly, but there's usually two or three people in the area that have the sensors that will check in. And yeah. sure enough, the data, when you go back and look, you know, before that, you see the energy in the region go and raise up like yeah. something, something with the earth or the geology or, Something getting ready to happen is amping the energy up and then it happens. Like
1: that's right. Yeah. Yeah. We also have people come up by that have these testimonies of UFOs and it's a it's a community thing. People are sharing things now. We have we have this shop that's open and and open to uh accepting whatever you got. You know, let's let's hear it. We're here to like spread this message and hear hear what's been going on because we know. We know there's weird stuff out there, strange stuff, and people are like, it's like a weight lifted off that they finally get to tell someone that's going to believe them, not call them an idiot. You know, so it's it's good.
0: Yeah, and I think you guys are doing an amazing job because you know Thank everybody you, everybody watches the show up there, and it's the production crew's doing an amazing job putting it all together and telling yeah. the story. Treating it, you know, seriously and valid, but also keeping it fun, you know, and right. fa- fascinating. But at the core of it, like anybody that comes up there and goes on the tour, goes into the outpost or meets you guys is going to realize real quick that it's the real deal. You guys are serious about this. The science is real. The people are real you know yeah. it's not a joke you'll pull up yeah. in the I mean, jeep is, with the meteorite it's not a fake you know yeah yeah
1: this is this is a real project so we're, we're uh you know you have the tv involved in it which you know changes the things as far as like it's it's a longer process doing this stuff but as far as like the the science the people coming in the project the 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 legend the the spottings of all this stuff yes real so it's what would you about. want though
0: yeah, well, Chad, we've uh, we've jumped on kind of tonight to hype up our event this weekend, the yeah. ha- haunted Halloween tour and everything. You guys check out the link down below. Go get your tickets if you're in the Vernal area in the Uintah Basin and come say hi to Chad and I. Get your picture taken with us. Hang out, get some souvenirs, and get a tour and go see for yourself because the Blind F- Frog Ranch is fascinating. There's real stuff going on there, and you can go see for yourself. They're not hiding anything outside of the show. If you want more, you can go there and check it out firsthand in person. And I've done it. I'm going to do it again this weekend. And I cannot wait to hang out with you, Chad. It's going to be really fun, man. Yeah, I'm
1: excited to see you, bro. Uh This is going to be exciting.
0: It's been fun chatting with you tonight. And everybody over in the comment section that was hanging out with us, really appreciate you guys' support and everything. And we will see you guys in the next one. See ya.